grams with a few of them. They had two different kinds of ice they worked on and studied. This is where it gets interesting. One kind of ice was the normal kind that we've all seen. They took cores of it out of boreholes in the ground. Just like normal ice, it was mostly clear and sometimes white, and it would melt into liquid water if it got warm. The whole area of Antarctica is covered in this kind of ice. But that wasn't their main kind of ice. The only time I ever saw them actually studying normal ice was when a film crew from National Geographic came by. The rest of the time, <laughs> which was most of the time, the scientists were studying something they called sky ice. This stuff was totally different. We were never allowed to go into the laboratory areas of the station because the labs had to be kept super clean and they said it would mess up their work if they risked letting too many people in the lab. But one time, one of the researchers that I was friends with showed me a piece of sky ice. You couldn't touch the stuff with your bare hands because it was so cold. And it wasn't clear or white like normal ice. It was solid blue, he said. That's why they call it sky ice, because it was the exact same color as the sky. We had to wear our thick, heavy, going-outside gloves to handle it. The stuff was so cold, it would instantly freeze your skin if you touched it. I don't remember what the temperature he said it was, but it was something like hundreds of degrees below zero way colder than the normal ice that was outside. He had to carry it in a metal bottle that was kind of like a thermos. He let me play with the piece of it for a while. It felt lighter than a piece of normal ice of the same size, like it wasn't very heavy at all. It almost felt like you could throw it up in the air and it would just float back down. But I didn't try that. And it was also a little flexible when I tried to bend it. It didn't break like normal ice would. And even for a small piece, you could see through it. It was solid blue right from the surface. And here's the really weird part. It didn't melt into water. When it got warm, because we had it inside, it just started to shrink. It got smaller and smaller, but my glove never got wet. And there was no water on the floor. The stuff just turned into thin air when it got warm and vaporized. He said that was the reason why they had to study the stuff right there in Antarctica. You couldn't take the sky ice back to America to study it because it was almost impossible to keep it cold enough during transit. And then they shared a verse right here where it says, And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne... And uh, Houston on one with the water and the helmet report. Go ahead. Yeah, Terry was saying that uh, he's got some water in his helmet. He just noticed it um, a minute ago. Uh, it's about three inches in diameter. It's kind of pulling on the on the front side of the helmet above his eye level. Samantha, copy, and we'd like to continue with the post-EVA procedure as written and having Terry be the highest priority to get out of the suit. Terry, you look better than I remember you. Yeah, Tara, we can see it. Thanks for uh, making it ripple. station has taken an unexpected turn. The astronauts doing the spacewalks will now be wearing snorkels after the last astronaut to perform the spacewalk nearly drowned when his helmet filled with water. Let's get to... But just my gut inside me said, that's my 
dive buddy and I should yeah. be with my dive buddy. That's my dive buddy and I should yeah. be with my dive buddy. But the last spacewalk ended with Italian astronaut Luco Parmitano nearly drowning in his helmet after it started filling with water. Water is in his eyes now and it seems to be increasing. Fellow astronauts quickly pulled him back into the station. When they did, water poured from the helmet. your boy raw coming to you with another raw conspiracy podcast so you just saw the video where uh scientists are in antarctica working on what they call sky ice all right this sky ice that they have found in antarctica this comes from the dome the firmament which we live in okay I know a lot of you don't understand that the earth is flat and we live in a dome, aka a firmament and all of that stuff, but this is your living proof, sky ice, okay? It's blue, just like the sky. And from the many videos that I posted that show you rockets and stuff like this uh, trying to penetrate the dome, which we live in. Uh, and when those rockets hit the dome, it looks like a water, it looks like a boat in the water with the waves behind it uh, that a motor would make. So this is a technology that many people don't understand. It's an alien technology. Not only is this so important, people, but the very fact that they are working on sky ice, the very fact that this has been released, proves that you live in a dome. Do you understand it? And not only does it prove that you live in a dome, it also proves that your God is an alien. All right? That's what this proves. That's the ramifications. This is why the, uh, the guy down there, the reporter or the scientist, whoever this whistleblower is, says that they would only work on the sky ice whenever camera crews were not around. Any other time, they was working on the regular ice. All right? But as soon as the camera crews left, boom, they were back to working on the sky ice. All right? And that's the reason why. They don't want it to get out. If this gets out that, you know, to the masses, that what the ramifications are for working on, you know, the sky ice, then people like me put two and two together and tell you that this is the uh, the technology of the dome which we live in. It's advanced technology. We don't understand it. They are trying to understand it, and that's why they are down there doing this. Okay? They want to figure this thing out because they want to get out. All right? Now, there's ways out of the dome and they notice but those those uh ways out are probably guarded by the Anunnaki who created this whole shebang all right so this sky ice is blue just like the sky it's so cold you can't touch it with your naked hands it'll burn you you have to wear gloves 
It doesn't melt like regular ice. And what it does is it shrinks. All right. It shrinks. So what I try to tell people all the time on my pages, you know, raw report pages on Instagram, soon to be TikTok if I can get past the gatekeepers again. But what I tell people is that you cannot, I repeat, you cannot apply your limited understanding to the technology that these beings have because they're older race of beings than we are. All right. They know more about this universe and the laws of of nature and, uh, you know, gravity and everything else than we do. All right. The rabbit hole is big. It's large. And basically, we don't know enough about anything and they keep us in the dark. All right. We're probably, we're probably the only, uh, well, I wouldn't say the only, but we probably a number of races of beings that other beings keep in the dark so that they can manipulate us. All right. They don't want you to know this. This is why your TVs is flooded with BS, bullshit, reality shows, science fiction. Everything is made up on there. All right. It's to keep you from the real. Now, this is a real thing. This is a real event. And <clears throat> The reason I'm harping on it so much is because of the ramifications of what it means. All right. What the guy just showed you in the video, this what they're calling sky ice, is an actual piece of the dome that we live in. You live in a dome. Genesis chapter one, verse six. God separated the waters from the waters and inserted a firmament, a.k.a. a dome in some of you guys' Bibles. Uh, my Bible, it says dome and inserted a dome within the waters. All right. This dome, this firmament is high technology people that we don't understand. Now, I want to mention something that's that's real kind of, you know, that's going to open your eyes to something. So you see how now we are trying to get through the dome. Those rockets that uh, Tesla has. And I'm going to try to get a, a clip of those to show along with this on Spotify. Uh, but those rockets that uh, Elon Musk has been shooting up into the sky and then they're flaring out, you know, looking like a boat going through water. They are trying to get through the dome. They're trying to shoot through it, see if they can penetrate it. They can't, all right? In the uh, 50s, United States government shot a nuke up there over the Pacific, I believe it was. So it wouldn't affect us. Nothing, nothing. They can't get through this. Not a nuke. I think it might have been an atomic bomb or a, a, atomic bomb or a hydrogen bomb, but they can't get through it. All right. It's funny because it's 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 like water. All right, but it's not. Now you know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to because I don't. It's you know, I have a video. Uh, well, let me finish this topic first, but they're connected. All right. But anyway, so what we're doing here, trying to shoot rockets and stuff up into the, the firmament, the dome. All right. I want to show you how, uh, we have been here before and how your governments and science and anthropology and mainstream is lying to you. 
because they don't connect dots like your boy Raw connect dots. All right. This is this is this whole thing has been documented in the Bible as happening once before. <laughs> you didn't know, huh? It's called the Tower of Babel. Oh, 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 you didn't know this. Let me wake you up to something then, people. With the Tower of Babel, you know the story. I forget the king's name, all right? But they tell you this king created a tower, built a tower, had his people build a tower so that he could reach the heavens, the firmament. That part is exactly right. That's exactly what they were trying to do, all right? But what the story doesn't go in to tell you is that the reason, well, they tell you the reason he was doing this was because he was just a narcissist. Wanted to put his sham on top of the tower. Sham in Hebrew means name. At least that's one of the meanings for sham. All right. So, you know, I'm a researcher. This is what I do. I've been doing this for 25 years, people. I'm not an idiot. All right. So, in uh, the Babylonian text, it says that, you know, and I forget. I don't know if it was Nebuchadnezzar or somebody else, but or Solomon or whoever. But anyway, this king was just... He wanted to, 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 you know, build this tower. All right. Let me tell you what the other meaning for the word sham is. All right. The Hebrew word sham, S-H-E-M. Rocket ship. <laughs> huh? Rocket ship. That's the other meaning for the word sham. So your Bibles, your church. This is what I tell y'all all the time what they do, man. What they did was they tricked you, all right? And they used the alternate meaning of the word sham name to make this king seem like he was a narcissist. He was not, all right? What does all of this mean? This means that 4,000 years ago, people, listen to what I'm about to tell you. 4,000 years ago, they had rocket ships. Yeah. Mind-blowing, right? And the reason that they, they built the tower was to get through the dome, people. This king wanted to put a ship, a rocket ship, on the top of the Tower of Babel to give them even more leverage to shoot through the dome. They were trying to escape the world. All right? Now, what you don't understand is why they want to escape the world. Because every so many thousands of years, the world goes through a flood, people. And everything on here pretty much is wiped out. All right. Wiped out. Now, whether this is intentional or not, it's hard to say. But there's evidence, physical evidence, of multiple floods happening on this world. All right. In this dome. In the dome that you live in. All right. So when, quote unquote, the God of the Bible, which is an alien, saw what the king was trying to do, what did he do? He confused their speech so that they couldn't work together to make it happen. All right. Now, confusing one's speech is not a 
a what you would call a divine act, spiritual type of act. You got to realize something. These beings been working on us, our brains for thousands of years. They know uh, they created us. They created modern day Homo sapiens. Okay, the modern day Homo sapiens is only two hundred thousand years old. People, we were created. The story you have in the Bible, or the creation story, is is some is somewhat accurate. We were created by an alien being, alien beings called the Anunnaki who came here and searched for gold. They created us to be slaves, to do the mining for the gold, because when they started mining for the gold, uh, their, their workers rebelled. The Agigi, who was another part of the Anunnaki, they rebelled and said, this is the work for slaves and we won't do it. So not only... Uh, are they aliens? They're aliens with attitude. <laughs> okay, AWA. All right. <laughs> but that's what happened. All right. Jesus speaks about this very thing that I'm saying in the Talmud of Emmanuel. You can read that for free on my website, www.therawreport.com. Raw has two R's. All right. But yeah, this, this, uh, Jesus speaks about what I just said in the Talmud of Emmanuel. All right. So what you have to realize here is that you live in a dome. Like the Bible says, it's actually true. You live in a dome. All right. This is what the meaning of flat earth is. Now, the reason you live in a dome and see, once you go down one rabbit hole to make it make sense, you have to go down all the rabbit holes, which I'm familiar with. So let me make it make sense for you. All right. <clears throat> the reason you live in a dome is because the earth is flat. All right. Because you can't put a dome on top of a round ball. So the reason you live on a, on a flat earth, I mean, the reason you live in a dome is because the earth is flat. Now, the reason the earth is flat is because just like Neil deGrasse Tyson and science will tell you uh, millions of years ago. All right. This planet was struck by another planet. OK, now. According to the Sumerian text, the name of the actual name of this planet that we call Earth is not Earth at all. The name of the planet is actually Tiamat, T-I-A-M-A-T. Now, when you try to do some Google research on this stuff, it's going to come up. They're going to kind of steer you off. All right. As they naturally would. But they're going to kind of steer you off with Tiamat being a myth about some other stuff. Let me explain what they're doing. All right. The planets are alive, people. We know that. That's why we call Earth Mother Earth and she and she's alive. This planet was a female planet. Tiamat was a female. All right. She was one of the baddest females in the solar system. And the other planets were afraid of her. And she was kind of like a bully in some sorts. At least this is the story told by the Anunnaki in the Sumerian text. All right. So they wanted to do something about it. The other planets. Yeah. Venus, Mars, all of them guys. They wanted to do something about it. And so they did. The newest planet formed in the solar system was on the outer banks, the far outer banks. That was Nibiru. All right. This is our planet X, the invisible planet that scientists say they can't see. All right. Now. 
because we live in a dome, I believe this is the only reason why we can't really see it because we live in a dome. But anyway, they gave this planet what they called weapons, which were moons or asteroids. So Nibiru comes on a was a 3000 3000 plus something uh, elliptical cycle around Earth when it gets closest to Earth. All right. By the way, what we the planet Tiamat, which is now called Earth. All right. The meaning of the word Earth is what? Dirt, soil. All right. The reason they the reason every other planet has either a, a Greek or a Roman name, Venus, Saturn and all of them. And yet Earth does not. We're the only planet in the solar, solar system that's, that doesn't have a Greek or Roman name. All right. That's for a reason. It's called Earth, dirt, piece of planet. All right. Ground. All right. So. So. Let me. I can't pause, but we got maintenance coming and stuff like that while we're doing a live recording. But anyway, and it just threw my train of thought off, but we're going to work through it. We're going to work through it. All right. So uh, where was I at? Okay. Planet called Earth is a piece of planet. All right. So this is so what we got going on here is. Um, Jeez, this dude really got my frame of mind gone because I think he's going to be knocking on my door next. But I need to get through this because I cannot pause the live video that I'm recording through uh, Facebook. So, but anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. Uh, so the planet is called Earth because it was struck by another planet. All right. Um, this is a fact. They know this to happen. Now... The reason a dome was put in place is because the we don't live on a full ball anymore. All right. Tiamat was once a full ball. It's not a full ball anymore. All right. It's not a full ball anymore because of this collision. So the reason the Anunnaki even came to this planet was to uh, get gold. All right. This planet had the most gold on it, all right? However, this is not where the most gold was, actually. The most gold is in the asteroid belt. Now, your uh, science scientists of today will lie to you and tell you that, uh, that, that, yes, this planet was, planet Earth was struck by a, uh, another, you know, planet, but they will tell you that the, the remnants of that, the debris from that collision uh, coalesced and formed our moon. This is how they're trying to explain to you the moon. All right. But this is a lie. All right. And we can see the lie because one, um, according to the Sumerian text, the asteroid belt had the most gold and then planet Earth had the, the next most gold. Well, the, the debris that makes up the asteroid belt is actually the debris that comes from the collision of Earth with this other uh, planet. All right. Now, why? Since they, you know, it's easy to, to knock down these lies, people. All you got to do is use common sense. So you mean to tell me that uh, the debris from the collision of Earth coalesced and formed a round moon? Perfectly round, right? 
But the debris in the asteroid belt ain't even beginning to form. It's not coalescing into nothing. And this is just as, it's just as old. It's older than the moon. They don't want you to know that the moon is artificial, that, you know, the moon is really a spaceship. All right. Earth didn't have a moon before. It's a spaceship. It's, it's the moon. It's the, uh, the soul, the soul catcher, the monoliths on the moon, all of that. That's the soul, the soul, uh, trap. That's the factory. That's it. That's also where the watchers are. That's, that's alien base number, number, uh, one. All right. That's, that's all the moon is. It's nothing else. It's artificial. You know, there's plenty of videos that the moon rings when it's, when it's hit by asteroids, like it's hollow and it is hollow. All right. It's not real. You know, we can only see one side of the moon. That's the only one side of the moon is ever, is always shown to uh, planet Earth. Now ask yourself, if the Earth is spinning a thousand miles an hour, like they say, why can we only see one side of the moon? Only one side of the moon is, oh, the dark side is never shown to Earth, ever. Not ever. All right? So they're lying to you about this. Now, this is the reason you live in a dome. The rest of the planet is destroyed, all right? And they don't want you to see that, okay? The rest of the planet is destroyed from this collision that happened. Think about it for a second. They tell you that the moon, that this planet was in a collision, all right? If two planets hit, you're talking major collision, major destruction. Dirt don't grow back. Ground don't regenerate itself. So how could this earth ever be round if there was a collision of the magnitude of which they say that it was so much dirt that it coalesced into a moon? That's a lot of freaking debris. Do you see what I'm saying? So they're lying to you. The planet could never reshape itself back to a round ball. All right. So you have to wake up. You live. This is this is the reason they're saying the earth is flat. The earth is not flat like a pancake. Now, they're talking about inside the dome that you live in, that they put a dome on top. That part is flat. Outside of the dome, collision. All right. You wouldn't believe it if you saw it. It would look like something out of a movie. You see what I'm saying? People don't understand this. They don't connect the dots. They don't put two and two together. I guess that's why y'all listen to me and follow me because I do. All right. So the sky ice that they're dealing with, they're trying to find a way out of the dome. But see, I don't think they understand something. There is water above the dome. All right. And if you manage to get through, that water is coming down. Okay. So. This is what I was talking about. I have another post that's related to this that I have yet to put up and I'm going to. NASA revealed that during a spacewalk with the ISS that one of their astronauts helmet filled with water and he almost drowned. Now ask yourself something. If you up in space, you know, the space that they tell us about, how can you drown in space from water? What they did, people, what they're doing up there, which they're lying to you, 
What they're really doing up there is they're trying to figure out how to get through the dome. So what these, so, excuse me. Excuse me. So what they're doing, you know, and I'm a, you know, if you if you if you're listening to this on uh, some other platform besides Spotify, I'm going totally with Spotify uh, because one they offer video and two because uh, they're paying me. All right, I have the opportunity to you know based on views make a few dollars. All right, so I'm going to go strictly with Spotify, um, but more so so that you can see what I'm talking about. All right, seeing is believing. Now. What they're doing up there is that they're they're actually and the video in the video I'm gonna show you is you know you got NASA uh, astronauts referring to their fellow astronauts as quote unquote dive buddies. All right, so if anybody ever did some snorkeling or uh, real diving in the Navy or Coast Guard or something like that, you understand what that terminology means. All right. These people are dealing with water. These astronauts are not dealing in space people. They're dealing in water. This is the reason why your 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 helmet would fill with water in space. There's no water in space people, right? Of course not. Unless you live in a dome like we do. What they've been doing up there, people, and the reason they've been showing y'all, and I told y'all this uh, several months ago, the reason they've been showing y'all these videos of them faking going into space is not because they're stupid. I told y'all, you have to understand psychology when dealing with these people, and they're using reverse psychology on you, all right? It's not because they are idiots, oh, and they letting you see the wires. No, that's a trick. That's to get you off of what they really up there on. All right. They're going into the dome. They're diving into the dome. They're penetrating the dome and they're trying to swim through it and get out, find a way out. That's what they're trying to do. All right. Or you got to realize this. Now, we know the sky ice is made up of some type of, you know, technology that we don't understand. But like I said, it's waters above the dome. Here's another theory. All right. If they have penetrated through the dome somehow, what are they going to run into? Water. Because the Bible tells you the, the alien God separated the waters from the waters and placed the dome in. So there's waters on top. All right. So if they did manage to get through the dome, they would meet water. Could this be the water that filled this guy's helmet? It would have to be. Because you see what the sky ice is made up of. And we know, like, just from watching the rockets, that it's malleable. This sky ice, when it's in this, you know, when it's up there, in, you know, in the dome, it's not rigid. It's malleable. It's, it's, it's flexible. All right. Possibly penetrable. You see what I'm saying? And if they manage the way, whether they've been, you know, using some type of technology to, to dig through it, you know, and, and they, you know, found a way of how to get through it. And they sending these guys up there to go through it. This would explain why they are uh, getting water in their helmets. Now, there's another video that surfaced. All right. And they killed this guy for making this public. 
And I posted this video a while back. I think I'll attach it to this as well. And this is a guy uh, who was a diver in our oceans who said he dived down. They went down into the ocean or whatever, and they discovered another, another lake that was already in the ocean. Think about this for a second. They're in the ocean with water, and they discover a lake in the ocean, which obviously had to have a different type of uh, property of water for them to say, well, there's another lake there because it wasn't floating away like the regular water. All right. And this guy talks about this and says that the water that they encountered is like the water from the dome. Of course, they killed this dude. All right. But I'll put that video. I'll attach that video ahead of this too, ahead of this uh, commentary so that you can see what exactly I'm talking about. All right. The bottom line is with all of this is that uh, they are trying to find a way out. They know, one, that aliens have captured us, okay? Two, they're trying to get out. They're using, our black ops government, our shadow government is using every expense to try to get out of here, people. And I believe that is because they know the flood is coming. And it's coming soon. All right? It's been several thousand years. It's time for it to come. All right? And they only taking a few of us with them. All right, Alexa, you know, is saying there's a flood in 2025. Hopefully that's not true. I don't want to go through this. All right. But if it's true, like I tell y'all, you better get the soul trap session and learn what to do in the afterlife. You have to prepare for the afterlife. You cannot just, if you think, Jesus is going to be waiting for billions of people, all right? You are sadly mistaken. You are like, you know, and as I just proved to you that your God is an alien. In the Talmud of Emmanuel, Jesus states this. Jesus also states to you that his daddy is an alien. Angel Gabriel, or who we call, quote unquote, angel, it's not an angel at all. It's an alien. If you have not read the Talmud of Emmanuel, let me explain to you what that is. This is a 2,000-year-old document found in the tomb. Found in the tomb of Joseph of Arrhythmia. If you don't know who Joseph of Arrhythmia was in this whole biblical story, he is the one who went to, who was a pilot or whatever, and requested to take Jesus' body down and prepare for uh, burial. He did so, and he put, he buried Jesus' body in his own family's tomb, all right? And of course, you know, as the story goes, Jesus rose three days later, blah, 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 blah. I'll let you read that story on in the Talmud. It's a short read. It's only about 100-something pages, all right? But I'll let you read that for yourself. I don't want to get into that right now. All right. But in the, this, these, this is where these texts were found under a rock, supposedly where Jesus laid uh, in the tomb of uh, Joseph of Arrhythmia. The, the documents are 2000 plus years old, people. All right. Now, the author of the documents is Judas Iscariot. And. Trust me, uh, you know, nobody was making up these stories. 
uh, back then, except your church, who bases everything off epistles. This is a gospel, all right, written by, you know, an authentic gospel written by Judas Iscariot, all right, with Jesus inside the, the uh, this, this text stating that, you know, telling that in the future, all right, this is the, this is what makes this document kind of authentic. Well, not kind of, but authentic is because Jesus talks about future events in the document, all right, in the text, all right? He talks about future events that he could not know unless, you know, somebody told him what the future would be, all right? And one of those things that he talks about is how Judas will be uh, labeled a betrayer of him, but that in all actuality, it was not Judas of Iscariot. It was another guy named Judas Iheriot who was a relative of uh, Simon, one of the Pharisees. And this is the person that sold Jesus out. And he did it for more than 30 pieces of silver. The 30 pieces of silver was actually uh, the last installment on the payment. All right. But anyway, I don't want to get into all that. See, this is what I'm telling you. Once you go down the rabbit hole, look how we went from flat earth to Jesus, just like that. This is how big the rabbit hole is. All right. This is how you research this. The reason I know all of this stuff is because for 25 years, I've been researching this stuff, people. All right. Researching. And the reason I can recall it from memory is because you can't just read something once or twice and think you're going to get it. Every time I read some more stuff, every time I go through the Sumerian text, every time I read, you know, other stuff just keeps popping up. This is the rabbit hole. All right. This is the rabbit hole. Okay. So let's 360 back to the whole reason of this podcast today is that uh, they have, they're trying to get through the firmament. All right. And what this means to you is that there is a firmament. You live in a dome. All right. This is confirmation. All right. Now, why would if, if now if your God was a true creator, think about this for a second. If the God of the Bible was a true creator, why do we live in a dome, people? You ever think about that? Why do you live in? Why is there a firmament? What's outside the firmament? All right. Because the firmament is only on this planet. So you got to start asking yourself what the rest of Genesis is talking about when the God says, I put the sun, moon, and the stars within the dome, inside of the firmament. But your, sci but your scientists and stuff are telling you that the, the sun is 98, 93 million miles away. No, it's not. It's not. Neither are your stars and your moon and none of that. The Bible tells you it's inside the dome. All right? And the dome begins around... I want to say 60, 70,000 feet up in the, uh, in the sky, you know, it begins somewhere up there. I don't think it's over a hundred thousand. All right. It's, that's where it begins. All right. I know this is shocking for a lot of you. All right. If you've never heard any of this stuff, but yes, you live in a dome. Your God is an alien. All right. And this is pretty much just a prison colony that you live on. All right. They don't, they keep us dumbed down. They won't, they don't want us to know nothing. But 4,000 years ago, the Tower of Babel, 
they was doing this then to try to get away from the dome. Now you try to, now what does that tell you about what you know about history? Because they got you thinking 4,000 years ago, everybody was dumb, stupid, all right? And that they could never have a technology of building a tower to shoot a rocket ship off of, to try to get out of the dome. See, man has been trying to get out of the dome for a long time, people. Ever since, ever since our governments have discovered that we're being held captive. All right? We're being held captive. Now, these aliens and stuff that visit our planet, you know, the treaty that we had with the greys and all of this stuff, these other beings know <laughs> that we are prisoners. All right? They know it. It's like... You know, put it like this, when a vulture finds, when one vulture finds some road, you know, uh, road meat, uh, he swoops down. But does that stop the other vultures from coming? No, it does not. Can the one vulture stop the other vultures? No, he can't. So what do they do? They just share, you know. So one race came here, the Anunnaki. There were already other races here, the reptilians and stuff. I mean, it's, it's a free-for-all on humans. And it has been for thousands of years, probably longer than that. Probably longer than that. All right, but I want you to take away something, and I'm going to go ahead and end this so that I can get this uh, up and posted. But you live in a dome. The God of the Bible is an alien. All right. Your government is trying to get through this dome, this firmament. They're trying to escape. All right. And that's the state of affairs. The planet is not a full round planet anymore after the collision, obviously. All right. And they don't want you to see that because if you see that, you it opens up a floodgate that they know they can't close. Because as I told you, when you go down a rabbit hole, all the holes is opening. It's not just one hole. All right. Well, listen, this is your boy Raw. Hey, keep researching, people. Support me on Raw Conspiracy Podcast on Spotify. Get the Soul Trap session. If you don't know what that is, uh, you can send me a message on my website, www.therawreport.com. And Raw has two R's. All right. Uh, if you're on my Instagram at the Raw Report pages, be friends with a few of them. They had two different kinds of ice they worked on and studied. This is where it gets interesting. One kind of ice was the normal kind that we've all seen. They took cores of it out of boreholes in the ground. Just like normal ice, it was mostly clear and sometimes white, and it would melt into liquid water if it got warm. The whole area of Antarctica is covered in this kind of ice. But that wasn't their main kind of ice. The only time I ever saw them actually studying normal ice was when a film crew from National Geographic came by. The rest of the time, <laughs> which was most of the time, the scientists were studying something they called sky ice. This stuff was totally different. We were never allowed to go into the laboratory areas of the station because the labs had to be kept super clean and they said it would mess up their work if they risked letting too many people in the lab. But one time, one of the researchers that I was friends with showed me a piece of sky ice. 
you couldn't touch the stuff with your bare hands because it was so cold. And it wasn't clear or white like normal ice. It was solid blue. He said, that's why they call it sky ice, because it was the exact same color as the sky. We had to wear our thick, heavy going outside gloves to handle it. The stuff was so cold, it would instantly freeze your skin if you touched it. I don't remember what the temperature he said it was, but it was something like hundreds of degrees below zero, way colder than the normal ice that was outside. He had to carry it in a metal bottle that was kind of like a thermos. He let me play with the piece of it for a while. It felt lighter than a piece of normal ice of the same size, like it wasn't very heavy at all. It almost felt like you could throw it up in the air and it would just float back down. But I didn't try that. And it was also a little flexible when I tried to bend it. It didn't break like normal ice would. And even for a small piece, you could see through it. It was solid blue right from the surface. And here's the really weird part. It didn't melt into water. When it got warm, because we had it inside, it just started to shrink. It got smaller and smaller, but my glove never got wet. And there was no water on the floor. The stuff just turned into thin air when it got warm and vaporized. He said that was the reason why they had to study the stuff right there in Antarctica. You couldn't take the sky ice back to America to study it because it was almost impossible to keep it cold enough during transit. And then they shared a verse right here where it says, And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne... And uh, Houston on one with the water and the helmet report. Go ahead. Yeah, Terry was saying that uh, he's got some water in his helmet. He just noticed it um, a minute ago. Uh, it's about three inches in diameter. It's kind of pulling on the on the front side of the helmet above his eye level. Samantha, copy, and we'd like to continue with the post-EVA procedure as written and having Terry be the highest priority to get out of the suit. Terry, you look better than I remember you. Yeah, Terry, we can see it. Thanks for uh, making it ripple. Tell her you're right, you're right, tell her I am! 